Black Beyonce and Halo, selected by our guest this morning. An excellent anthem, I guess, for a Sunday morning, if you like. Halo by Beyonce, who, selected by a lady, a woman, a girl, I don't know, uh, all of the above, who was Melbourne-born and bred and loves this city and is a major part of it. You would have seen her read news. She was educated here and has had a, a fantastic background in, in the media to reach the point of, of reading news on a television station being Channel 9. Good morning, Alicia Loxley. Very good morning to you, Darren. Lovely to be here and almost had to get up on the desk to dance to that song. Every time I hear that song, I just, you know, I feel like I want to sort of get some height and just really, really get into it. Get into it. And there's a story <laughs> behind it and there's a reason why you selected it. You're saying music's a very special part of your life, but hard to narrow it down to one song, isn't it? I found it so hard when uh, your producer was asking, you know, what my favourite song was and that's how they were going to open the show. But I think the reason I narrowed it down to that song is it always reminds me probably of one of the happiest moments of my life, which was at our wedding yeah. And just being with, you know, everyone you love in the one room. Um, I was sort of dancing up on a makeshift podium, just feeling the love and just having the best time of my life. And so every time I hear that song, it just reminds me of that. So that's why I Great love it so much. memory. Where was the wedding? It was in Eagle Bay over in, in Southwest WA, which is a beautiful part of the world. So your husband is from Perth? He is from Perth. Ah, he is. So that's where you met him? Yes. When you were over there working? Exactly. So gotcha. I moved over there when I was 21. So first, first sort of job out of uni after studying journalism. Journalism. Yeah. Triple J uh, sent me over to Perth as their West Australian reporter um, for a show called The Morning Show. And so went over there, was there for about five and a half years and, and met Kane, my husband, in sort of the last last six months of being over there. Gotcha. So mm. all of his family would be over there. They are. So we haven't seen them for about 10 years. I was going to say, <laughs> how's he coped with the COVID? Because that became its own country for a little while. Oh, it's there. been so hard. I know. You know. I mean, look, it's interesting. I did radio over there and there, there were two things that always lit up the switchboard. You know, if you're a bit light on topics and you need callers, if you mention daylight saving, um, people ring. Or if you mention seceding from the rest of the country, people ring in. <laughs> so, right. look, it hasn't come as a complete surprise yeah. that people in Western Australia were, you know, slightly um, open to the idea of, you know, doing their own thing yeah. during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's in my research, that's what I found out. I didn't realise you had had such involvement in radio before getting into television. Well, that's where I started. And yeah. it's interesting, when I was at uni, I went to RMIT and it was a great course. You do, you know, a bit of print, you do a bit of broadcast, radio, TV. And radio was always what grabbed me. I loved doing radio. And um, I remember when I, I think I was second year uni or yeah, probably second year uni and, and the lecturers just kept saying, there are no jobs, you know, just get used to the idea, yeah. guys. Like there's no jobs, yeah. which is always, you know, inspiring. Encouraging. inspiring. Yeah, that's right. I want to get into the industry. <laughs> yeah. Well, Everyone's sorry. eyes are sort of wide and they're like, you know, no one's going to find you on the couch. So yeah. if you're just going to sit on the couch, then forget about it. Yeah, so right. I think I sent, I remember just thinking, okay, all right. Um, so I sent, I don't know, maybe like, 35 emails to different media organisations. Oh, Got it's tough, isn't Two it? responses. <laughs> One um, from Radio National at the ABC, this sports show, because I love sport. Right. Called The Sports Factor, and then one from Triple J. And so I did work experience at both and then just hung around, um, you know, 
both sort of places. And that's then, the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And then that's what I did. Just wouldn't go away like a bad smell. They that's were like, what she's I, here again. So who let her in? <laughs> Why is Alexa that's, here? It's funny. Not, not, I did, we didn't have work experience in my day, and it's not about me, but I did the same thing. I finished at Maya at five, and I knew a bloke who was a panel operator at 3AW, and I just wanted to be in radio. So I'd go up and hang around him uh, every night. And he'd introduce me to management, say, this guy wants to be in the industry. And they oh, you again. I said, office boy, when the job comes up, I want to be it. <laughs> exactly. Sure enough. It's the way to do it. Got the gig. That's right. Yeah. And then, um, and, and it was interesting. It was, it's funny. I know when, you know, people say, oh, I don't want to move to the country or I don't want to move like for a job. I'll just wait to sort of land something in Melbourne. And at the time I remember getting this phone call at the end of, uh, I went part-time for my sort of last semester of uni because I had this job that I went to Mildura and did a stint for six weeks and then I you know, got a spot filling in at Triple J in Melbourne and then I got this phone call around Christmas time saying, hey, we've got this job in Perth but you've got to move in 10 days. You've got to start over there. Right. And so I had to pack up where I was renting in Carlton, you know, put half the stuff at mum's place, half the stuff at dad's That's place. That's huge. Went to the airport. And you're 21 years of age. 21. Went did, over did there. Did you know anyone over there? No, no. And and I had organised oh. I had organised my own accommodation. Like I was pretty independent. I look back and I think, wow, this, you know, it's, it's just interesting when you think – I, you know, how I went about it. So I had organised this accommodation. This girl had put this ad on, um, had put an ad online saying Welshpool, like great location, close to everything, you know, room for rent. And so I get a, get over to Perth by myself, get my two suitcases, get into the taxi and I say, oh, to Welshpool, please. And the taxi driver did a double take and looked at me and he said, Welshpool? Oh, you don't really look like a Welshpool kind of girl. And Uh-oh. I was like, oh, maybe Uh-oh. it's really well to do. And yeah. I'm, you know. <laughs> anyway, he drives to this street. There's one house in this street. There's a burnt out car out the front. Oh, no. Warehouses everywhere. Oh, no. Um, n- not near anything. So I didn't have a car. I get in there. Realised this is not where I really probably should be living. It was right near the airport. You oh, know, it was just like no. not, not a great part of Perth, yeah. um, industrial area. So basically just like called my dad, said, I don't know what to do. He's like, just get out of there. So ended up at a hostel in the city, sort of, you know, equally dodgy type hostel. But I look back on that and I think, wow, like the only way, the only way was up from that sort of low start. Now, <laughs> call me crazy, but did they have Google Street View at any stage no. in that time? <laughs> no, when was it? 2003? <laughs> so no smartphones. Um, yeah, you just thought Welshpool, that looks yeah, all right. There were a lot of tears at, in that hostel that first night because I just oh, remember I thinking like, what have I done? This is an amazing opportunity work-wise, but I don't know anyone over here. I ended up calling randomly an ex-boyfriend because his uncle lived in Perth. Which, well, I was, I was going to say. That's how low I was. I it, said, I really just need some connection. If I'd have known, <laughs> if I'd have known you I, and known the circumstances, I could have got you in contact with Uncle Norman and Auntie Norma, my oh, uncle and auntie who live over handy. there. Would have been something at least, wouldn't <laughs> it? I'm talking to Alicia Loxley. Now, your Christian name I struggle with. I love the name, but there is so many versions. Yes. We've got an Alice. Uh, you're Alicia. There's a Alicia. There's yes. a. Ali- Am I pronouncing that correctly? Alicia. Alicia is the way to go. That's the way to go. Yeah. But you get Alicia sometimes. I do, and, and I don't that. really mind. I'm not that sort of. Oh, good. About That's it. when I sometimes get a Daryl, and you know, you just shake it off and you go, "Oh, yeah, good, right, fine." Doesn't worry you. So Alicia is the way to go. It is. It's Alicia Loxley. You would have seen her on the telly on Three W at eighteen past nine. Good evening. A large blage which has been raging at a scrap metal yard in Naval Bay, south of Perth, has now been contained. 
The fire started around half past four this afternoon and is still giving off heavy fumes. Which yes, that's re- Alicia Loxley. <laughs> oh my god! I reckon that's so funny. That's the ABC. I think I had a, I sort of had a slip up in that. I said instead of blaze, I think I said. Well, well, I, I wasn't going to point out your mistakes, but I think you're right. I think you completely stuffed it up. Is that but, you why know. you chose that clip? Yeah, no, no, it's not. My but voice sounds deeper. No, it sounds. It's got the husky I sort think I was, of. Maybe I had gone out the night before. It sounds like <laughs> I was. Um, I was trying to sound older, maybe because I was quite oh. young when I was reading the news over there. It's quite ridiculous that they let me read the news over there when I was in my twenties. In your twenties, I was in my early twenties when I first. Read the seven pm ABC News over there. Do you remember your first bulletin? I do. I remember. I just remember that my jacket was moving because my heart was racing so <laughs> fast, Is and I right? said to my auto cue operator, "Do you think people at home are going can to be see able to see that, or jacket. can they hear it through the microphone?" <laughs> yeah. And then when I finished, I felt like I'd run a marathon. I was absolutely exhausted. It was amazing what adrenaline, nerves, yeah. And I just thought. You know, they're never going to let me do that again. Because I must have been terrible. Like, I sort of think I was so nervous. But they, yeah, they let me do it again. And And what, the next night? Was it a... I'm trying to think. I think I started off by filling in on weekends and then I became... And so I think I was only... Maybe I was 23 when I read my first... That's amazing. ...bulletin over there. Yeah. And... Well, this is the funny thing when you go to other places, when you sort of, obviously Melbourne and Sydney are the two biggest cities in Australia. And so you're never going to get the chance to do that in Melbourne or Sydney. But, um, you know, if you go to smaller places, you do get more opportunities. And yeah, and I had a really great news director who obviously had a lot of faith in me. Um, You know, I did that. And then, you know, there were a couple of people who left. So our newsreader um, left. Paul Lockyer was then the next... 7pm newsreader over there. He had moved from Sydney um, and then he decided to move back to Sydney to be closer to his family. Um, And so I remember I was at this stage, I'd done weekends for a while and I was thinking about moving over to America. My mum's American and I was thinking, oh, that'd be great to maybe go and try and work for CNN or do something like that. Because you could work over there having a mum... Yeah, I've got a passport. So I thought, oh, oh I may as well make yeah. the most of it. I'm only in my you know, mid-20s. And then I got this call from my news director saying, Paul's decided to go back to Sydney, so we want you to be the Monday to Friday newsreader. And I'd, ha- I'd have to look it up, but I think I was 24 when that happened. You must have been a natural you must have taken to it like, apart from that first bulletin that you remember, where <laughs> your jacket, where your jacket you was moving, <laughs> and apart from that one where you just stuffed it right up. Uh, <laughs> you Look, it was have... right place, right time, obviously. Yeah. You know, a couple of people left, um, and that's, but that's often the case in media, isn't it? And in a lot of occupations. Is yeah. That if you're in the right place at the that's right true. time. Yeah, a bit of luck, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, for me there's lots of luck involved and um, – and obviously my news director saw something there that, I don't know, when I hear clips like that, I'm like, he obviously had a lot of faith. In no, but I, I liked it. Apart from that, it was a nothing thing, but the, the, the voice was husky and it might have been a bit late, but it's changed. Your yeah. voice has changed quite a bit. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. it was really, I mean, I loved, and it's, and it's interesting because when I was in Perth, so I was reading 7pm news, like Monday to Friday, and then I started doing radio again. So they said, do you want to do the regional drive show? So I'd come in at midday, I'd do the regional drive show from, I think, four till six. See, I did, when I was researching you, I, this, again, I didn't realise you'd done so much radio yeah. in such different varieties. 
And and I love doing that. Like doing regional drive, you know, like one day I was interviewing Paul Kelly, which was amazing because he was touring regional WA and yeah. um, or like Josh Kennedy. I got to interview him when he, you know, came back to the Eagles, obviously with the Chris Judd trade. So it was it was just awesome, played lots of music. So it was really – And it was your own show. It was your my own, own show, exactly. On and, the ABC. And not a lot of pressure because it was the regional drive show as yeah, yeah. opposed to the Metro drive show. And then I would finish at six and then I would um, – pop over the TV studio and do the 7 o'clock news. So I had this amazing That's two huge. jobs. Yeah. And then I met Kane, my husband. Where'd you meet him? Just at the In a bar. Claremont Hotel at the pub. Uh, yep. Not the OBH? No, not the OBH, no. Close no. to the OBH. Right. But, um, and then it's funny because I think back about, you know, sliding doors and if I hadn't met him, I could very well still be in Perth because uh. I, I loved my – job over there. But hang on, if he's a local Perth lad, what brought you over to here? Well, he, so this is, I met him, he was, had, was finishing law at uni and he was moving to Melbourne um, to, to get a, a law firm over right. here. So when we met, he was moving. So I sort of thought, oh, well, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so then he was moving over to Melbourne and then I ended up moving over the following, you know, I think June or July Yeah. Um, after we met. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because... Yeah, I had a great group of friends over there. I'd been there since I was 21. I was 26 by this stage. Great job. You know, it was interesting because growing up in Melbourne, I grew up in the northeastern suburbs in McLeod, living in Fremantle in WA. I was swimming at the beach before and after work. It was a totally different lifestyle to what I had had growing up. Yeah. And it was quiet, but I but I loved it. And so it is interesting to think, I mean, now that I'm back in Melbourne and having obviously met Kane and... It's all absolutely um, worked out for the best because I love Melbourne. I yeah. cannot imagine ever living anywhere else again. But it's just, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, how it's life just works a, out? It's, it is. It's just, as you say, those one of those sliding door things. One, mm. one 30-second involvement with something can change the course of your life exactly. in so many ways. You yeah, know? which is awesome. I love that about life because you don't know – What's around the corner? Nah. You know what what might happen next, and and deci- one decision can just yeah turn something on a dime exactly as they say. Exactly. Where's your mum now? Mum's still, still in the cloud. Here. Yep, still Has she here. still got still, an accent? Still got an accent. I don't hear it though. It's interesting. I bet you I'd be able to. You would. Yep. Where's she from? Middle She's America from, or from Connecticut? Yep. Connecticut, northeastern states. Do so yep. you have uncles and aunties over there? Yeah, mum's one of six kids. Oh, huge! So big do you get family. over there? We do. Yeah, we do. So mum took us back every two years growing up from when we were babies. Brilliant. So yeah, we're really close with all of our family over there. And Could you live over there? Could you pursue that dream? Maybe of working for CNN? You know, uh, Alicia Loxley live from New York City. <laughs> Maybe I feel on like, the Today Show. You know, every time I go to New York, it's just one of those cities. That you think, God, I've got to live here. I know. I've got to live here. I know. It's like that, isn't it? (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, it's you sort of. I feel pretty settled, and obviously having with family, having three kids, and you know, and a new dog, a new puppy. How is Martha? Martha is very. What sort of dog is Martha? She's a French bulldog. So French bulldog. Are they the big, long-legged things? No, the opposite of that. Oh, right, the They've got the big ears, the big ears that uh, stick up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we lost our beautiful Frenchie, Roy, in January, who was almost 10. Yeah. And so we weren't sort of sure about, you know, getting a new dog. But then I think, I, you know, as the you know months sort of passed, we just felt like... You had to. We were just so sad. So yeah. we just thought, you know... Well, our daughter has just bought a little... Kelpie crossed with poodle. Oh, what do they call that? 
Is that another, like, because there's voodoo? I don't know what they call that. But it's a combo I'd never heard of before. Mm. But apparently Kelpies are very smart and so are poodles. So this little puppy who's only eight weeks old, I think, nine weeks old. Straight to the top of the class. Oh, yeah. It sits now. Already. Already. And has not had an accident inside. Oh. It goes outside to do what it has to do. You might need Amazing. to come over and help out with Martha. Well, I'll bring Alan <laughs> is his name. I'll introduce, because I know we sort of live in the same area. I'll bring Alan and, <laughs> to meet Martha. You need to play that audio. Is it a sheep or a goat? Of the... Alan. Alan, Alan. Alan. <laughs> one. Is Martha a boy, dog or a girl? Girl. A girl. That's what a girl. Called Martha. Yes. Well, well, well you be. never know these days. You well, could, could, you be could a um, marriage You could have a boy ever. called Martha, but Martha, my dear. Yes, just like the Beatles song. Oh, okay. Yes. Fantastic. I'm with Alicia Loxley. How good's this? Right through until 10 o'clock. Now it's time for the Ashes Late Mail with the lovely Alicia Gorey. Welcome, Hello. Alicia. Nice, nice audience tonight. Uh, well, tonight I, uh, well, not tonight, but earlier in the week I went deep into Pommy territory. Ooh, traitor. Yeah. I'm not changing cams, but, you know, it's funny, I'll tell you, how much access you get when a team is winning. Yeah, They sure, are exactly. happy for you to talk to all their players. And you know that I spoke to Kevin Peterson, Swan, someone that yeah. you yeah, know yeah, well. Yeah, good man. He's very funny, actually. He's very funny, the spinning sensation. But I have to tell you that for at least half of the interview, I didn't know what on earth he was talking about. <laughs> There's you as Alicia Gorey before yes. you became Loxley with Warning. I know. God, a that show a that you did now. together. It was. I was living in Sydney at the time, actually, and I remember um, David Gingell called me and he said, we're thinking about doing this, you know, sort of variety, I guess you call it a variety show or a show with Warning as the host, a talk show. Yeah. Um, and it's only going to run for five episodes. It'll be over the Ashes series and we want you to be part of it which was pretty awesome. And I was working on weekend today at the time and doing Mondays on the Today Show. And so we went out for dinner because he said, oh, you've got to meet Warney first. So we went out for dinner and it was classic Warney. You know, and, and I, it was funny because I had a poster of Warney on my bedroom wall growing up. So it was just one of those bizarre, yeah. <laughs> pinch me moment, yeah. moments. So go out, awesome person, lovely guy. So um, just so easy to chat to. Classic Warney like says to the like waiter, we're in crow's nest, and he's like, "Oh, just I just want some pasta with like you know tomato sauce, none of that green stuff on the you know." <laughs> and so it was just, um, it was so such a funny night. Yeah. And then so after that, they said, "Yep, like just wanted to see like how you get along." And um, and so then I would fly down to record the shows um, from Sydney, and yeah, it was just it was really awesome. Like both St Kilda supporters. Yeah, right. We just had a really good time doing that show. I remember we drove down to Geelong to do a charity cricket game as part of the show. And I remember we stopped at a roadhouse. And at that stage, he was, you know, dating Elizabeth Hurley. And he was so happy. Like he he was just really, you, you could just loving tell life. that he was loving life. And yeah. I remember, though, there had been a bit of bad press and she'd been out here. And then there was sort of speculation that the relationship wasn't doing that well. And he had organised for this exotic parrot to be delivered to her house in London as a bit of a, like, gesture. Yeah. And I remember. An exotic parrot? Yes. Live or dead? Live. Right. And she had gone to, like, the south of France. And so these people had this parrot 
with no one to deliver it to. And I remember it was what like, a bizarre story. He had this whole. He was stressed because well, like, what, what about an a exo- parrot? Why an exotic? I don't parrot? know. I think she liked she liked, liked exotic, exotic birds, yeah, and he yeah. was it was like a very expensive bird. Yeah. So it was sort of like odd but amazing gesture. Yeah. And um. But he was also a bit like, oh, do you think this is like weird? Like, how would you take it? And so it was just <laughs> hilarious because I sort of that found is... myself again sitting there. He was sort of asking me for advice, like sort of love advice. Yeah. <laughs> like this at, a, at a roadhouse in At a roadhouse in Geelong. We're all eating like meat pies, <laughs> Dim hot chips on the way to this charity match. But, you know, then we got down there and – he was just amazing with all of the people down there, you know, and everyone wanted a piece of Warney. Everyone just wanted to chat to him. And I sort of would watch him interact with everyone and just think this must be exhausting because he just always had to be on. And yeah, But he yeah. loved it. Like he, he was just so easy with people and I think that's why people, It wasn't forced. It no, was just natural. Exactly. And, yeah, I love doing that show. And, yeah, I just feel really sad for him because, um, you know, we all – you could tell how much he loved being a dad, like how important that was to him. His kids obviously had an amazing relationship with him. And um, I just feel really sad for him that how much he misses out on, in, yes. you know, with watching his kids grow up, how much his kids miss out on having him in their, Correct. their lives. It's just a, a real loss. Did you keep in touch with him after you did the gig? Yeah, like I would bump into him occasionally at nine and then, you know, he would often sort of just send a message like, and he was just a really supportive person. He sort of was always just saying, oh, I saw you doing this, well done, or... Yeah. Yeah, he was... I, I got in touch with him because Jackson, I think there was... Jackson was in the news a few years ago because I think he took a hat trick playing cricket. And right. so got in touch with him to see whether Warney had any vision of that from when he was watching. And you could just tell how proud he was. And, yeah. And how much he just loved those kids. So like, like all of us, and, and having known him more than most of us, you would have been... Really upset on that that Saturday morning when we found out. Oh, so shocked because my yeah. husband Kane told me when um, we woke up, and it's just I don't know. It's hard to. It's it, I think it's hard to when it's such a shock when there's no preparation for it, and when somebody has such a larger than life personality, and I think that is what is hard to compre- comprehend of where all that goes. Like yeah. it's just that he is no longer here and that's um, – and it, he just loomed so large, I think, over, um, you know, Australia and our culture and, and he sort of, you know, was what it was to, to be an Australian larrikin. Yeah. Um, and there was so much more to him. Like I think he was super smart. Like he um, – yeah, like he and, – and you know it's interesting? I sort of think about it and he always, he always talked about how he just wanted to be a footballer and how he was shattered that he wasn't quite good enough to – you know, play for St Kilda. Which is ironic, isn't it? Well, and, you know, I think about imagine if he was just a little bit better at footy. Like imagine if he made it and he was just like a – if he played AFL. Yeah. Um, like what would have been lost to Australian cricket? Because that's what he wanted to do. I know. And so if he was just that little bit better to make it with St Kilda um, rather than them saying, sorry, you just haven't quite got it. Like it's what is these it? sliding doors again. You know, know. It's just interesting when you think about, and, and that's what he says. Like he was just, he always had a cricket ball in his hand. He's always spinning the ball. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's yeah. A, it's a, what is it with these sports guys? Uh, you know, the best is often not good enough. And to back up what you've just said, a mate of mine became the best squash player in the world, Chris Dittmar. Mm. And, and, you know, he was in the era of Jahangir Khan and Juncha Khan, you know, squash, big around the world. And he became world number one. And he said to me, he would have traded all of that 
the whole squash career to have played one game for Port Adelaide. <laughs> it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, You know, amazing. they reach the best at their chosen sport, but they would trade it all just to, to have played a game of footy. Well, it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, even it's funny, like you look at Ash Barty and she is obviously very handy at golf. Like isn't she off three, I think? I think so. She could have turned her attention probably to many sports. And cricket, she's outstanding yeah. at it. And apparently. excelled at it. I'm sure she'd be great at yeah. Aussie rules, you know. Anything. It's just, yeah, it's it's interesting. Nick Kyrgios is an interesting one. Like he obviously loves basketball. Another one. He'd but, rather be a know, basketball. But like tennis is where his absolute strength Good is. Good example. But then he's not really... He doesn't come across as loving tennis. He doesn't love tennis like no. we want him to love tennis. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's a bit unfair, I, isn't it? It is. I'm talking to Alicia Loxley. How good is this? Uh, when are you reading news next? Tonight. Oh, yes. Do you know what you're going to wear? I do, actually. I've got a new outfit tonight. Can you give us a preview on the radio you know as to what to look out for? Uh, I can. It's interesting. Is it blue or is it purple? It's, it's a suit. It's sort of it's. We were talking about it with my um, head of wardrobe, Kate Haslow, who does an amazing job. Yeah, and um, she was saying purple, but I think it's blue. But it's a beautiful colours and patty suit, actually. Oh, lovely! Mm, so nice. that's coming up tonight. Because I used to run into Jennifer Cott on a Fridays when I was doing Friday lunch with uh, Dennis. Yep, and he was she was on his show, and I'd say. What are you wearing tonight? And she'd say, "What color would you like me to wear, Darren?" <laughs> and I'd, I'd nominate the color. And sure enough, on the tally, <laughs> I felt so special. <laughs> and I feel special now because you're wearing a color zampani tonight. And we know at seventeen to ten. Uh, do you have Stan at home, Alicia? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know Nick McKenzie, journo, award-winning journo? I do know Nick. I, I, have I met Nick? I don't know. He's a good journo, though. He's a great journo. Well, on Stan. An original documentary revealed amongst us neo-Nazi Australia. It's a an eye-opening investigation by Nick into the terrifying rise of neo-Nazi activity here in Australia. Now it's airing on Stan, the brand new documentary. When is it airing? Very, very soon. But check it out on Stan, streaming only on Stan. The brand new Stan original documentary revealed amongst us neo-Nazi Australia now streaming. So that's worth a bit of a look. How good is television where you can sit back and watch docos like that? Oh, it's that? so good. I, I'm sure that – so we just had the Victorian Journalism Awards, the Quills, and, I'm, yeah. and Nick um, just won one of the awards for that reporting, actually. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching that. It'll be great. Check it out at Stan. Hello there and welcome back to Nine's Election HQ. The polls have closed and counting is now underway. Will it be Daniel Andrews and Labor tonight earning a second term in office or Matthew Guy's coalition bouncing back after four years in exile? It's time to find out and we'll bring you every twist and turn along the way. We've got a star-studded panel waiting for us just to our left, so let's join them. That's uh, Tony Jones and yourself covering the uh, Nine News election of 2018. Mm. They're, the, they're the ones that are a bit different to what you do, like you read the news and you know what that's going to be like, but that's sort of live and oh, it's a so little good. bit different, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. I think – so I had Chris Yulman to my left uh, for that panel and we had Michael O'Brien on the panel and he almost lost his seat. So it was so fascinating to just watch, you know, obviously John Pesuto lost his seat in, in that election. There were some surprises. Um, but, yeah, that's – that's awesome to to step outside the news reading role and and to be on a panel and and to be hosting something like that and of course we've got you know another one coming up this November so that'll yeah. be that'll be really fun yeah so any other work you're doing apart from reading reading the news at nine any special projects 
Uh, you don't like saying that in TV, do you? Because it no. usually means <laughs> that you're you've on been the way out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Special no, projects? I'm not doing any special Uh-oh. projects, no, as a matter of fact. <laughs> no special projects. No, well, we've got, uh, we've obviously got Warney's Memorial coming up, State Memorial. Are you involved in that? I am. So um, we will be doing our four o'clock news on Wednesday live from outside the MCG. And then Tony Jones and I will go inside the G um, to cross to Peter Hitchner. You know, throughout the six o'clock news, right? Um, and then that all kicks off at at seven o'clock, and that'll go till nine. So that'll it's going to be huge and quite massive. emotional for you, having yeah. known him pretty well and worked with him. Yeah, it'll. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's going to be a really fitting and wonderful um, send off. I think I don't know. I think sixty thousand tickets have been yeah. sold. Is that right so yeah. far? So how awesome is that? I just know. hope there's no fire in a food store in the Ponsford stand and an alarm goes so off. So you were there yesterday when I that happened? I was there yesterday. We're going to be talking about that after 10, but it was a bit on the frightening side just quietly. I saw a few people on Twitter saying that it was really yeah. terrifying because didn't they order the players into the centre yeah. of the ground? Yeah, and I'm not the, the type that sort of would worry that much about something like that, but as I said, we'll talk about it more after 10, but yeah, it was pretty scary in a way. It was an amazing 24 hours because seeing the crowd at the SCG – on Friday night, flood like there wasn't yeah, anyone left in the stands, and I yeah. just thought, how good that they let people do that. Yeah, it it sort of surprised me. Maybe I've become <laughs> like too sort of, you know, used to it's isolation, like, following and, rules. Yeah, and, exactly. I don't 1. know. One point five metering. Thanks. Would they have let them do that at the MCG? I don't know. But it, what an amazing moment. Well, I know. We'll probably never see that again. Yeah. Um, you know, a player may never again kick a thousand goals because what he's been playing for eighteen years, buddy. Yeah. Um, and then for the MCG to be evacuated, I was like, "What oh, is no. going on?" But, crazy. Yeah. Who does Kane Loxley follow? Mm, you follow St Kilda. Fremantle. Oh no! Big I was. I knew you were going to say that. It was only going to be that or West Coast Eagles. Big and so the little Loxleys, the three, who do they? Well, it's follow? been a real roller coaster because kids are influenced by lots of people around them. So they had a Hawthorne supporter next door who's a bit older than them. So they were Hawthorne for a while. Yeah. Arch then was Richmond, following the success. Um, and then they've, I think, just due to a, not because of me, due to a friend at school who goes for St Kilda, they've finally ah. come on board with the Saints. Oh, that'll make you happy. But they also have Docker's kit. So um, they sort of, you know, go between the two. So now that now they've sort of decided that they're really Saints, but they're also Dockers. <laughs> right, okay. So anyway, I'm happy with that. Oh, okay. One, Ned, Ned did decide to go for Collingwood one year because every, every year they uh, do Oz kick, they have to nominate the team and then they get the kit. Right. So he nominated Collingwood and I said, you're going to have to move out. Like he was only four, <laughs> but I said, <laughs> no, you can't you live here on if the you <laughs> <laughs> So what's it like? Three children, what age is now? Eight, six and two, about to be three next Sunday. Marchy, and, and you're working full time. Mm. Uh, Kane, lawyer, yes, full time, very much full time. <laughs> How do you juggle Double all this? Double time. Uh, my I mean, mum. I, I, I struggle with <laughs> no Laura kids. Laura Gorey is a saint. Is uh, she? Yes. Yep. With the American accent. With the American accent, she is amazing. Laura yeah. Gorey. Laura Gorey. Laurie Gorey. She used to be Laurie. So Did she? Because she, she's Laureen. Laureen. That's um, like Julia Galulia. Yeah, well, from... she was Laureen McDonald, but then became Gory, and her nickname was Laurie, so now she's Laura. So she's not Laurie Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, so she's a saint. She's the sort of the backbone. She's, she very much is the backbone. She is just incredible. And we have, you know, 
um, great help as well. Um, but yeah, it all, like I have my moments where I'm feeling very stressed and <laughs> like everything's on top of me and then you kind of like well, it's, it's swim even, out from all the dirty washing and yeah. you're like, okay, I can do here this. Here I am. But, <laughs> which is even more special of you to come in live this morning because not only are you here in the flesh and it's live, but you've run in from a, a, an inner city suburb. And you're looking fantastic and you're running home again. I am, yes. That's the plan. Although I might not be able to walk when I get up from sitting down after. Yeah, so you've, you've warmed up. You've run quite a few Ks. How many? That'd it, was be... just, it was five Ks. Is that all? Yeah, it was okay. good. Yeah. And then you're running home again. Running home, yes. Well, good for you. You've got to get that exercise in whenever you can because this is the problem with having lot, like it feels like I have lots of children, three kids. It's not lots, <laughs> but it feels lots. like lots. Um, and then, you know, busy work life. Well, whenever you can get some exercise in just for you know, your mental health, you've got to do it. <laughs> oh, I love it. And well, thanks for that. And as I said, you're looking very fit at the minute at 7 to 10. This is Melbourne's Nine News with Alicia Loxley. How good is that? <laughs> oh, Peter Hitchy. Hitchener. What a way to be introduced. I know. I tell you what, I tell you what I love, the late night news. And there was a period on Melbourne television where I reckon there was a bit of a void there mm. and it was hard to get a good late night bulletin. But now nine are doing it. I love that bloke from Perth. He's got a slightly bent nose. What's his name? Oh, Nico or um, Macca no, no, or Knackers? No, <laughs> now I've like lost my train. He's got a bent nose. Does Lovely he? head of hair. No, Looks he as though he's played rugby. He doesn't have a bent. He's nose, from does Perth. He? You know who I'm talking about. I do. I do. But now I've like had a total say, mental flank. Thanks, Nico. He whips around to all the parts Nico. just as I'm heading off to bed. No, not Pete Nico. Overton does it on. No, it's not Nico. No, it's not Peter Overton. No, he does but it I on like, Sunday you nights. You know the bloke I mean. I do. Look, I know him, and now I can't remember his name. Well, he's got a bent nose. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And it's charming. It's good. Bent in a good way. <laughs> I reckon he played rugby or fell off a wall or something. <laughs> He's a lovely fella. He is a lovely fella, and he does a good news bulletin, <laughs> just like yourself. <laughs> Thank hey, you. Alicia, thanks for um, running in. Thank you. We'll yep. see you in Wish your... Wish me luck. Got to get home now. You're wearing your Carla Zampatti tonight. I am. In what yes. colour? Blue or purple. Six o'clock? Yes. Behind in. the desk? Make sure you tune in. And uh, you do it very well. Thanks, Darren. And this thanks for coming fun. in. This has been and great bring, fun. bring around Martha, and I'll introduce Martha, your new little dog, to Alice's Allen. Absolutely. When they get <laughs> Michael Thompson, Tomo. Tomo, oh my Nico. God. And I know Tomo. That's so bad. <laughs> no, it's not. I just he won't hear this. This is where my mental, like, the mental load is just, you know, <laughs> you're the brain. physically. This is where you're sort of shedding important information. You remember stuff that's not important, and then I can't remember Tomo's name. Well, even I'm, though I know him from Perth. You know him from Perth. Tomo, and, hey, Tomo. Hey, Tomo. Apologies. And I want you to go back in time to to a special time in your life, your wedding, oh. and we'll finish off the way we started. You know, it was 42 degrees that day. I thought you were going to say it's 42 years. No. 42 degrees? <laughs> I was a child bride. 42 <laughs> degrees that day. That's stinking so hot. So the dance floor was Oh, you would have fun. worked up a sweat. It was really fun. Bit, well, Clint Stanaway was there, actually. Was he? He went and had a sleep halfway through um, the reception and then came back. See, stamina, that's what it's day. all about. <laughs> I'll watch you on the 42-incher tonight. No, we've got a 65-incher now. Awesome. Your head looks huge on it. <laughs> I'll have to make sure there are no hairs out of place there. No, that's right, but I'll admire the Calazam patty from afar. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Alicia. You. Uh, run us home safely, and we'll see you on the news tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Alicia Loxley. That's all from me, and good night.